movie fans, welcome to the Cold and Trash Horror Movie Grind the Podcast. I am your host, Ian. This is the show in which we grind on the absolute worst horror and sci-fi movies we can find and make fun of just how bad they are, as well as praise the good cool classics that have been lost throughout time. Now get ready, because we're about to dive real deep inside of Hollywood's dumpster in search of the good, the so bad it's good, and the fucking ugly. Put on your seatbelt, grab a beer or two, and enjoy the show. Hey, we're back. Another episode coming back at you. Um, I'm Ian, and today we're doing Tank Girl from 1995. Uh, Based off the comic, that was uh, see it was uh, Alan Martin who, who did the comic and who ended up illustrating the the videos from the gorillas. So that, that was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, it was a fun movie, comic book movie, live action, nineteen ninety five. You know, one of the the movies of that time that just was just really campy and colorful like um you know you got your mortal combats you got your barrio brothers <laughs> you got your uh blades uh judge dreads that whole thing the tank girl is another one of them uh not really kind of drowned in obscurity didn't really make that much attention but uh I, it does have a bit of a little cult classic, so yeah, so we're, we're covering that today. Uh, with me covering it, uh, a shout out to Brie. Unfortunately, she couldn't join, uh, she was going to, but there's a thunderstorm going on at her place and she lost her power, so she can't join. So, uh, I'll pour one out for Brie. Um, but I do have two others, um, you, you know them from previous episodes. I've got Jenna's coming back. Welcome back. Hello. Hey, and also Seth from Who's Next Podcast is back. What's up, man? No. How y'all doing? I told her she should go outside and just fix it. Leave us in a YouTube video. Yeah, just, <laughs> you, you did. The podcast just isn't that important to her, I guess. I guess not. I guess Ever not. since she she started her own podcast. On, on oh, the, same oh the power's uh-huh. conveniently out. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay, okay. I actually know the funny thing is uh as we're recording this, her new episode is premiering live right now on YouTube. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but um anyway, how are y'all doing? Pretty good. Um, I do want to make one correction. Um, Alan Martin was the writer, and Jamie Hewlett was the mm. illustrator, and he's the one who went on to work on Gorillas. Oh, okay, cool, yeah. cool. All right, glad glad you covered that for uh, any anybody who might be yelling at their stream. <laughs> right I think they were. Also part, I think they were also part of the movie as well. Uh, they were. I've read some stuff about them being pretty upset with how this movie came out. Yeah, like, we're not happy with it. And I actually, understand why? Man. Yeah, and actually, like all the animated scenes, I guess. Like, yeah. I don't know about like <laughs> they like put that in because they're like you missed like an integral part to the story. So Supposedly, just, like, they forgot to film it. Well, <laughs> it was it was something about them forgetting to film certain things, but then they also cut like an hour out of this movie. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So. But, but yeah, that that's what I love about these like what makes these movie these like somewhat you could call it a bad movie. What makes it good? The so bad is good portion is that like the studio was so shitty that they just forgot to do it. And then so they illustrated it, which actually made it pretty cool. I enjoyed the the little like comic illustrations in there. Yeah. So, yeah. Through and then negligence. I liked that weird like um I don't know if this was part of the movie, but that weird like Ren and Stimpy like animation in the middle of it. There's like two mm-hmm. scenes with that. Mm. And it's like yeah. huh. <laughs> See, I like that. It, it reminds me of yeah. Nashville Born Killers, which was came out a couple of years earlier. Definitely better than what Uwe Bold did with House of the Dead. So, <laughs> yeah, he's gonna fight you now. <laughs> have you have you seen Have you seen House of the Dead? I have not. No, great, great film. Uh, if you want a zombie movie with a ten minute Matrix fight scene in the middle of it for no reason, <laughs> oh, I, do, I do want that. Yeah, it's it's it was it was highly reviewed for us on Losing Lives. But the reason why I bring it up is because with that movie. The scene transitions between, like, you know, between scenes and all, it was they cut in video game footage of just some mm. rando playing House of the Dead. It was just like, <laughs> like, they'd be like, it's not like and then it would like cut to another nice. scene. <laughs> it was so it had no purpose or merit to be there. <laughs> actually felt like, oh, this is kind of a fun way to do this. And it, like, it didn't really feel as bad. Like, when, when you tell me, and like, when I read that, Oh, they did this because they forgot the film scenes. I was like, oh, this almost felt like it, it kind of brought a, a vibe to the movie that I yeah. thought was uh I didn't think that was, was probably my favorite part of the movie were those scenes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh Tank Girl, uh we really awesome cast, Lori Petty, very very early Naomi Watts. I think it's her first role or a big role. Yeah, and right. then Malcolm McDowell, who's always amazing. Mm-hmm. And ice tea man, everybody's favorite. Ice <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 the most kangaroo there was. Apparently, um, it was like really hot when they were filming because it was like they filmed in like the middle of Arizona, uh-huh. and it was just like like every, and you uh, know like getting in those freaking um, kangaroo uh, suits, that. yeah. And he was the only one who didn't complain, and they were like, "Man, that guy never complains," and he's like, "It's better than prison." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. you got I, a point. I I read Ice T's autobiography, and that's basically what he has to say about everything in his entire <laughs> career. Is like, hey, better than prison. <laughs> Hell yeah! Like, Danny Trejo probably share the same comment. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, so Seth, this was your first time seeing this movie. Is that correct? Yeah, it is. I've I've seen or like heard of this movie before but like i the comics never came on my radar before this movie i just never really was drawn to watch it at all until you asked me to watch it for this podcast so this is the first watching for me yeah yeah i uh yeah that's why i wanted you on here because on your show who's next like half of it is about comics and Mm -hmm. like comic movies and stuff so i thought that that would be pretty good How, how did you enjoy it it was okay um you know what hurts watching this movie? Some of it is it's of its time. Yeah. And, and you can tell. <laughs> very much so. Um, <laughs> some of it too is that it feels very restrained. And like because of it, because it's of its time. And when you read the source material of it, 
you can tell somebody was in handcuffs making this movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, that, that, that's, it was very apparent because in the comics, which is interesting because she, in the, to the comics, she predates Deadpool, but she comes across in the comics and her stuff is very Deadpool like. Huh. Um, where like when you read, cause Deadpool originally, I think came out during the nineties. And when he first came out, he was actually just a hitman who was after cable. Um, it right. wasn't until later on that they started giving this like goofier tinge to it, where if you, uh, read some of the comics of Deadpool later on, like it is these random one-offs of like Deadpool finds some guy he used to be in eighth grade with and like tortures him or something like that in some silly, funny, zany way. You know, it's random stories that don't always make sense. Okay. The, and I only read the first, like maybe six or seven issues. Which, which yeah. You, uh, you started reading the, yes. for the podcast. Right? Yes. Of the original. And they're very much like that. Like the first one, like this whole thing about the water and everything in the movie, mm -hmm. uh -huh. maybe it happened later on in comics, but in the beginning, there this is they're just uh, in Australia. So, so that's like, not I, in the comic. No, I think, I don't um, think the comet, the whole idea of a comet hitting the planet and them being in this desolate world—that's not a thing in the in the original comics. That at least that really? I was. Is it no, at least so post-apocalyptic? I'm sorry, Jen. Uh, yeah. No, it doesn't seem that way at first. It, but what you were going to say? It I'm is post-apocalyptic. Okay. Um, I know that um, I, that Jamie and Alan decided that they'll, you know, kind of like do the whole water thing, mm -hmm. um, just to make it have a plot because you know the plot's <laughs> kind of just like there's no some plot. chick, yeah, like who lives in a tank. And I think the worst thing about this movie is that like. The, lack of tank. the whole point of Tank Girl <laughs> is like that she's in she's in Australia and she's Australian. Yeah. And that's uh, why they're in the middle of the desert. Yeah. And yeah. you lose all of that in the movie. <laughs> like so, just um, even like uh Tank Girl saying something like like Lori Petty going like, Oh, I just want a fucking beer. Like for um yeah. for in the comic it would be like, ah, I just want a fucking beer. You know, like oh, just oh, like okay. kind of loses. Do, like, do they that spell flavor. out the accent? Yeah, like that? they do. <laughs> <laughs> they a lot of instances nice. they do. They also use a lot of references and stuff that like go over my head because I'm not from Australia, so right. it does it does feel like it's from there. Um, but beyond that, so it's interesting you say that it is set in post-apocalyptic times, at least in the, in the comics too, because at least in the first six or seven issues, if you're like reading it, and I got the first like trade where they reprinted the original comics, but did them in color, but it's mm -hmm. the original like stuff. Like there was yeah. originally yeah. white and black, you know, Ninja uh, Turtles did the same thing where they reprinted out in color, like the original Ninja Turtle oh. stories from, from back then. So they did them here and you don't get anybody really even commenting about it being post-apocalyptic really in any way. It just feels like a zany world in Australia. Like yeah. literally there's even more religious tones where she meets the devil. Oh, and she really? Finds oh, God's, that sounds cool. She finds God's um, huh. coat and the devil wants God's coat. So she trades the devil, the coat for the, for three wishes. And like, there's, there's like stories like that, or she runs into people on a mission from God. So uh, mm. there is a few stories in just that first trade where there is like religious notions to it. I mean, there's TV and like the news is going on. Like she was on the news 
uh, because one of her wishes was to be on some talk show that the devil gave her. So like all that okay. stuff exists, making it, it doesn't seem post-apocalyptic, at least in the beginning. Maybe they went that angle later. Um, they kind of didn't. It's just like, for like it was always like they were like oh yeah it's set in post-apocalyptic world they do say that she has military training they make comments about her that uh. said she's had military training and like uh she's what a mercenary yeah 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 she's yeah, yeah. mercenary and um sergeant small um small unit um in the movie okay. he's in there he's yeah he's- I've, I've seen pictures from the comic and she has the war helmet on yeah. Yeah. Well, in the in the movie, there's there's a character called uh, he's the one who's trying to hit on Jet Girl the whole time. They uh, call him Sergeant Small or something like that. Hmm. It, and, and in the books, there is a small there's a Sergeant Small, small unit. She's kind of a joke on his dick. And he, <laughs> yeah. But what's funny is he's only in like two of the early issues because the first issue he hires her to get a uh, uh, to get something to stop the president from shitting himself. So she's got to hurry up and get this to him, a colostomy bag, I think it is. And she has to get it to him before he shits himself on TV or something like that. And she fails and the president shits himself. And they're like, it's Tank Girl's fault. And it's all on the papers. Again, doesn't seem very post-apocalyptic in these early issues. Um, So that's one. And then the second one, he kills himself. So he's already dead the second Uh. time he appears because he has these haunting dreams of Tank Girl meeting up with him and like just terrorizing him. So he's like, fuck it. I'm gonna get ahead of this. I'm gonna go after tank girl. And he goes after her and through some wacky series of events, something happens where her body starts distorting because she drank something or had something and her body starts distorting. Her tits get real big and and hit him in the face. Uh And he's like, Oh shit. I'm still dreaming. I know how to wake up and he pulls a gun and blows his brain. Wad is like, Oh shit, we're in a dream too. And they all blow their brains out. So him Holy and his squad kill themselves. And that's like the third or fourth issue. And Sergeant Smallwood <laughs> is dead. Unless of course they just bring him back. Eh, whatever. Because that's because like she, in the first issue, she fucks the kangaroo. After she kills the kangaroo, so that's still in spot. There. Okay, so, <laughs> we got a little bit of the comedy. She kills yeah, in the movie. Booga. Booga's like the <laughs> yeah. the kind of like simpy boyfriend throughout like the whole. Well, this series. is this the thing in the first issue. So these kangaroos are just terrorizing people in Australia, and whenever they see somebody having a party, they run in to to, to do that, right? So mm-hmm. she comes in, she gets hired like like Jenna said, it was like a mercenary hired to take care of the kangaroos. So she kills them all except for one who she chases on top of this like mountain somewhere in the desert and they get tired and they're laying next to each other. And the next thing happens. <laughs> so then after that, he gets up and he's like, Oh, so I guess, you know, we're good then. Huh? Is there any way I'm a, you know, get a call back from you or something? She's like, call back. I'm taking you with me in a body bag. Bow and murders him. <laughs> and that's how the comic ends. Five issues later, she's banging a kangaroo guy. I don't know if it's the same one, if they just brought him back to life because who gives a shit? Yeah. Or if it's a different kangaroo. Because she breaks the fourth wall a lot too. Like there's one where um 
somebody poked holes in all her bras. So she's like, ah, oh, I guess somebody wrote this so I wouldn't have a shirt on. I wonder what the censors are going to do about oh, it. Oh, so that's what you're talking about, like Deadpool, like the Very Deadpool. Yeah. A mercenary, oh, okay. breaks the fourth wall, talks to the readers a lot, zany shit that happens. It's like the creators of Deadpool read Tank Girl and was like, oh, let's make Deadpool that. I didn't realize that um, that Tank Girl predated Deadpool. That's interesting. I, I'm pretty sure. Check me on it, but I'm pretty when, sure Deadpool when was Tank Girl written in like the I think the 80s. 80s I want to say. Yeah. I want to say sometime in the 80s, and I want to say Deadpool wasn't created till early 90s. And when yeah, he was created, right. he wasn't even the character that we know him as in the beginning. They changed. I heard something a little bit about that. So, huh. yeah, it's it's and she's really. Unless there's another character I'm unaware of at the moment, she may be the OG like framework of Deadpool. I had no idea that Rob Liefeld created Deadpool. Yeah, he did. Yeah. That's why his feet's all fucked up. Yeah, this is this is um, a very yeah, who's next version of this, of this show. You shouldn't have <laughs> <invite> me. Deadpool, <laughs> Deadpool was 1991. Tank Girl was 1988. Yeah, there you go. So um, yeah, and like that's like another thing is like it's like like super trippy tank girl and like it's gorgeous. Yeah. Like the the panels are fucking gorgeous. I've heard, I've heard that. I yeah, I haven't seen it all. Uh Jenna, what what's your introduction to Tank Girl, the both the movie and the comic? Uh I was like huge into gorillas when I was in middle school. Yeah. <laughs> and um and I really liked the style and everything. So I was like, who is this artist? You know, and I looked them up oh, okay. and that's how I found Tank Girl. Um, it was really hard for me to get my hands on any comics then because that's before you could just like, yeah. you know, order <laughs> um, it. So I had to go to FYE. <laughs> <laughs> so I only had like, um, like, as I said in the chat, I only had like a couple um uh, I had like one graphic novel and I think like maybe two issues of the comic. Mm. Um, I can't really remember it too well. I kind of remember the lore a little bit, not like you, Seth, because you're fresh <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I read the first couple issues. So yeah, I'm, yeah. Okay. And then I saw the movie, and I watched the movie a lot um, mm. when I was a kid, and I was like, "It's all right." Like in my head, I was like, "Yeah, I kind of like it." Yeah, I that, that's really cannot what I, stand it this round. Like, <laughs> I haven't seen it like since. See, really, I'm the opposite. I I didn't like it the first time I saw it, and then which was, I don't know, maybe maybe about ten years ago. Give or take a couple years, and then when I rewatched it for this, for now, I liked it better. Mm. Probably because I've been you know having this show and been watching a lot of movies just like it and yeah so you know it's like my, my uh, thresholds changed. I didn't like I liked that 90s feel to it yeah I that's what the, I that's what I liked the most was the aesthetics and yeah, yeah like the aesthetics are good it's just like the actual tank girl annoyed the fucking shit out of me like those <laughs> characters like Deadpool Harley Quinn tank girl like they don't translate well to me. I know that a lot of people like them, mm -hmm. but for me, they do not translate well to like movies and media and TV. Like they're just too fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> the, like the actress's portrayal. Yeah, yeah. Like the kind of like, ooh, I'm zany and kooky and <laughs> yada yada. Like, which yeah, I don't think like that 
in my head, that's not how Tank Girl would be. You know, oh, like really? she's yeah, she's she's more like I think in the in the movie, she, um, she's kind of like more um, uh, uh, eccentric than trashy, and. Yeah. In the comic, she's more trashy than eccentric. Yeah, I would sense. agree with that. No, it, it makes a lot of sense because that's exactly how the comics read, at least the ones I read, and how this movie is. It, again, it feels like somebody with handcuffs had to make this movie because they like I've read somewhere in the IMDb facts. Again, who knows how true some of these are, but apparently there was talk like there were scenes they cut because they were like, "Oh, she looks too ugly in this." Yeah, yeah, really, but, um, like. But Tank Girl, torture scene. But Tank Girl herself, like the comic rendition of her, is kind of, you know, like not your typical pretty woman. Like you would consider, she's like cut almost bald with like a little piece of hair. Like even this, they had she was kind of shaved, but they still yeah. had to give her like the strands of hair down, so uh -huh. she still had like kind of typical female look. And when, the full makeup too. Yeah, yeah. Course. Again, makeup. <laughs> like in 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 the comics that would not be tank girl like mm -hmm. that is really yeah I, I agree with you like what you're saying jen is like spot on about where they missed the mark on what this character is from what the comics are um i do have a question though in what you read did you ever read the the main bad guy in this movie uh was this Kess, kessler or something like that what was his name malcolm mcdowell <laughs> oh, yeah. malcolm mcdowell <laughs> um, was that character though in any of the books that you read no, I don't think he was. I think they That's made up that whole plot. Yeah. Like um uh totally independent from the okay. comics. Okay. I think That's like the only thing they kept was Jet Girls in there, mm -hmm. Sub Girls in there even though Jet Girl and Sub Girl aren't really like main characters like that and then Buka. Well, Sub Girl apparently was supposed to have a way bigger role in this movie and they cut Thank a lot of that. God, out. she didn't. That was like the worst part of the movie for me. <laughs> They do like she was so over the top at acting that like it I was like, is this supposed to be like surrealism? Like I'm like confused what's happening right now. Man, that, that's interesting because you know, I haven't read the comic at all. So like when I was watching it, I was like, this is very comic booky. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, is like it is comic booky because like the directors or the, the creators were like they worked a lot on this movie. They fucking hated it, but they worked on the movie a lot. Yeah. And um those cutscenes really helped, you know? Like mm -hmm. with with all the stuff. And I'll give it to who did wardrobe design, who apparently also did the crow. Um oh, by the really? way. Yeah, the I costume designer. The costume designer, that. like the guy with his torn up spider web shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And his little duct tape corset. <laughs> um, uh, apparently, like that costume designer pulled like straight from the comics. Like, oh okay, like all yeah, the, that, like, like I the, said, the, the aesthetics rocket is probably boobs. the best part. Yeah, I, I've yeah. seen that. I, I've yeah, seen yeah. that picture of that. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So. The guy who who did the comic, so I guess the movie did a, hated his the whole thing with the movie and it bombed really bad. So then, I guess correct me if I'm wrong. If if you know, uh, he dropped Tank Girl and then moved on to Gorillas. Like, 
I don't know about I that. Think he, I, I think he did actually, because if you look at some of the later, I've seen some of the later issues, like late issues, uh, maybe in the two thousands or so. And I know Alan's name is still attached to it, but not, not the other guy. Mm. Yeah. Um, I know that like, I forgot who ended up working on tank girl, but someone totally different with a totally different style. And those are the ones I haven't read. I don't mm. think that he dropped tank girl and then did gorillas. I think like he got gorillas mm. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah. this is where the money's at. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Probably so. That sounds yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, it's, but yeah. Um, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, and and uh, yeah, and they've just had a bit of a comeback too. So still on yeah. that. Uh, now, what I've heard, uh, speaking of comebacks, uh, I've heard that Margot Robbie's bought the the rights to Tanko and it's like might be doing a Tanko reboot. It makes sense with her like being so gung ho behind Harley because she is Harley yeah. Quinn's a Tank Girl clone basically. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but like the wrong parts of Tank Girl. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. The wrong parts. There, there's some similarities, but like this is the problem. They've done a lot of stuff with like Harley Quinn and even Deadpool for that matter, where they've tried to give them this more heroic tint. I think that if you've done Tank Girl right, you should kind of walk away not sure if she's the good guy or not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, it, it's She's something definitely an anti-hero. Yeah, something to that man. I mean, she does kind of mean well in circumstances like the one where she makes the deal with the devil. Her second wish is basically fucking the devil out of being able to use God's robe because like the devil was on his way to the to like to go to heaven and like, I guess, do whatever he's going to use that robe for to beat God or whatever. But then she wished that what he would do with that robe instead is to go help charity. So then he ended up going, having to do runs for charity and stuff like that, because that was her wish for the devil. So there's definitely good parts of her. They were written in that comic, but she's definitely a fuck up and she definitely doesn't really care about the right or wrong of everything. But a lot of times with these movies, they always want these characters to have these heroic tint. They're too scared to just kind of leave something ambiguous. Yeah. Like even Holly Quinn, for that matter, if she was done right, in my opinion, you should walk away not sure if she's necessarily a good guy or a bad guy. But in I the think, live yeah, match, I think that's oh, like the the point, pretty much, of Harley Quinn. But especially the yeah, but like one. if you read the comics now, they're almost like she's almost part of the Bat Family now, and, and in, oh, fact, really? in in some different like comic versions, like Injustice, she's basically Robin in that. It, yeah. it kind of makes sense because of how the injustice universe is, but like it's still like even in the mainline stuff, they're giving her this bigger, like heroic lean because of that. Like the hero's got to be good, you know? And I mean, I, I get it, I guess, you know, I'm waiting for the Joker to then save a grandma from crossing the street. In fact, you know what? They fucking did it. If you watch Harley Quinn, the TV show, they turn Joker into a good stepdad who runs for mayor in a certain part of a, the show. Are you this talking about the cartoon? The cartoon, the animated show. So this is a bit spoilery, but I'm not going to huh. give you the deep spoilers. I'm not going to say if what well, how things ended. But they have turned Joker from serial killer criminal in the show to stay-at-home dad who's who's like worried about his Spanish son 
getting good right. grades in, in school and shit. What? Yes. <laughs> so you fucking did it. It, it. Look, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. I give them credit because it actually is funny shit. But they literally made Joker a good guy in the show. It's it's I never really put that together to just talking it out now. And it's just crazy how they're turning all these popular villains into shit like that. And with Tank Girl, I, I think like she's one of those those original templates of like your Deadpools and your Harley Quinns and stuff like that. Tank Girl is that. I don't know if she's exactly the first, but she might be. Um, but like, I don't know if you'll ever get like an actual. I, I still don't. Th- I, we're almost there to where I think with some of these Netflix shows and stuff. I think, I think we might get a point where maybe we can get like a Tank Girl. But I say this: if Margot Robbie is behind Tank Girl, I think you're gonna get well, <laughs> you're gonna get the, another edition of Harley Quinn. The one thing that I do like about the fact that it would be Margot Robbie, I, I don't really like it. But the one thing I would like is that she's at least fucking Australian. I don't know why that bothers oh, me it? so much. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I guess because like, like when I think of Tank Girl, the closest movie that I can think of, like to the comics, would be like Priscilla, Queen of the Desert meets Mad Max, which is De- like the most fucking Australian movie. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But like, <laughs> but like, what's missing is that Priscilla, Queen of the Desert part. You know what I mean? And it's like. Those are the two most Australian movies. Oh, and then like throw in some body melt. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. whoever whoever Dude. directed body melt should have directed um <laughs> That would have been a completely know? different movie. It would have been. been <laughs> Just keep the same cast. <laughs> wow. I can't even imagine that. So <laughs> so Jenny, you you did you said this this time around you, you didn't like the movie at all. No, I definitely liked, like, there was still, like, some parts I like. Like, I watched this movie enough that I knew which scene was coming up. I'm like, all right, Mm -hmm. this is when this happens. Um, It was just her fucking voice that was bothering me. Oh, really? You know, and kind of, like, like, all the quips. I think because now there's, like, the Deadpools and Harley Quinns out there. Right. Like, when I was in middle school and little bit in high school that wasn't as big so now now mm. there's there's the harley quinn the whole like sarcastic but still badass and yeah yeah so it's like now it's like kind of a trope and so when i come back to that this movie i can kind of just see that trope um, yeah the other thing they did in this movie too is almost give her like <laughs> almost like a punisher backstory in a sense where the corporation yeah, like, yeah, yeah. everybody that she loved Oh, right. this kind of revenge tint to it as well which <laughs> the, like, the funny sorry i'm sorry to interrupt but yeah the funny thing about that is that yeah she they like murder her she watches her boyfriend gets murdered brutally and then she just like moves on quick yeah she does not give a fuck <laughs> but it's still she's still like like you said it's like a revenge thing so yeah. she's avenging him while also Fucking a kangaroo at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah, can... those those parts of it are kind of tank girl. Tank girl would do that. Her boyfriend would die, and she'd probably not give a fuck the next yeah, episode. Fuck. You know? <laughs> she'd just be like, whatever. So that that kind of is it. That, but that's like, just accidental. <laughs> I don't think she needs the motivation per se. Like, I think it'd have been better if somebody just actually paid her. Like, well, if, well, if they, that's, yeah. that's exactly well, she's trying thing. to save the little girl mostly. Yeah, See, well, if kind they took of. That out if they took that out. Didn't yeah. even have a little girl in. Just like 
hey, like also, these then they wouldn't fighters. have that um, stupid musical segment in the middle. Um, which also bothered me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, they cut, I heard that was a lot longer, and they cut a lot of that out. So <laughs> we got a shortened version of that as well. I think but I like what they, they cut then. Yeah. <laughs> so far. What, what they should have done is not even have the girl. Just yeah. there's these freedom fighters, and she's like, okay, but she doesn't give a shit either way. She doesn't give a shit because she's just going to do her. And they're like, how Look, about um, we'll pay you in beer or something like that? Like, yeah. we'll give you all the beer. You have if like, you how about um, the the water company, Water and Power? Uh, they enslave her, um, but then they then then they find out she's useful. So they're like, all right, well, we'll give you this amount of money. We'll give you beer. We'll give you this tank, um, and then. Uh, the kangaroos pay her more, yeah. and then she's uh, like, "Oh well, fuck that! I'll just fucking you know, because that would yes, be more within that, her character." That, like. And that's easy too. Yeah. yeah. Why not? But you see, yeah. in the '90s, that stuff that stuff definitely wouldn't fly. Like now, I think you can maybe get a movie like that done. Maybe not a movie, but maybe a TV show. Because, like, look, I mean, to be fair, look at look at the mask. The Mask is a comic book, an oh, R-rated, violent, they, over-the-top comic that they turned they into a PG-13. that into something way different. <laughs> yeah, they have Which is some... weird because I like both of them. <laughs> yeah, but look, yeah, I love Mask, the mask. Jim Carrey yeah. the Mask is a good movie. I'm not hating on it. But it's <laughs> not the comic. It's not the comic. <laughs> not the comic is fucked up. Like, he murders a bunch of cops. <laughs> A lot of people really? died. Yeah, his, <laughs> his inspiration was the Joker to an extent. Like I, I remember reading something about that. That there was some kind of he's not exactly the Joker, but it's almost like you become the Joker when you put the mask on to some varying degree. You're a psychopathic killer who just thinks it's funny. You know, like it's the the god. I think what they use Loki, right, as the god of the mask or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah, it's, not have in the like, comic? Hmm? is Loki not in the comic? I, I want to say they do reference that it's from that that god Loki uh, for the mask, but they don't get into the gods at all. Like the movie, they didn't either. It was more just about this mask that when you put it on, you go crazy and you're like killing people and shit like that. Like at least there wasn't that in the, in the mask movie. There was like, if you're bad, you're really bad. But if you're a good guy, you're just a crazy good guy. And <laughs> well, you know yeah. funny? that movie actually slipped in. The mask actually slipped in shoving those metal pipes up dudes ashes (laughs) but they kind of glaze over it like it's just some silly thing but the comic books he fucking raped those guys with the balls (laughs) (laughs) murdered them so like it's funny that some elements of that book slipped in but like the point bringing it back to tank girl is that like in the 90s like these darker or these like kind of edgier comics when movie studios got a hold of those properties they constantly trimmed it down ninja turtles is another one they did the same uh-huh. thing, you know, and I guess rightly so because it exploded for kids as a moneymaker. So I get it. Yeah, but yeah. then you get something like Tank Girl, where like the um, director, um, I want to get her name and right. Tank but... Girl was rated R too, so that that's it was the, that's the it really like should have went PG thirteen. Like the whole time, yeah. I was like, Rachel, I don't know why. it doesn't really have its own audience, which is why it failed so bad. Yeah, well, she said that like um, they they interviewed her and she was like, I was like that ruined my career. Tank Girl ruined my career. I couldn't um, 
I couldn't like uh, get any movies made. I was like yeah. embarrassed to even she, say she that. She still lo- oh, she loves it to this day. I heard. Well, yeah. Now, um, then she then she, she was really embarrassed by it, like ruined her career and everything. But then she saw that there were fans of the movie, and mm. now it has like that cult classic yep. kind of yeah. um, stamped on it. So now she's like, come to, and she's like, I, I like it now. But mm. you know, I was. Pretty much freaking traumatized by Naomi it. Watts hated it. I, I heard that. I, yeah, I heard that too. I would like to have seen her what her cut would have been because I don't think we got her cut of what this movie was supposed to be. It sounds like it was really trimmed out. Like an hour of footage is missing. So I'm sure it's people. probably trippier. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder. I'd, what I'd hope. Her, <laughs> yeah, I wonder what her vision of it would have been if we seen it all because they do explain some of it, like some of the cuts they go into the comet hitting the earth and, and there's a, a bit more about this, the building, the actual, like why the earth is in the position that it's in right now. It's yeah. in this like disarray of whatever. Uh-huh. So th- there's a bit more of that in it. So um, honestly though, the whole time I was watching this movie, I almost felt like this should have been, they should have did the mask to this thing. This because, oh, yeah. because of how bad they already restrained it. I think if this right. was, PG 13 in the early nineties, I think it would have really touched a lot, especially a lot of the younger girls and like this punk rock chick who kind of doesn't give a fuck and like is doing her thing, but it's open to a bigger audience that could be allowed to watch the movie back in those times where it definitely was harder to get a hold of movies like this. Like if yeah. you're not going to lean into the R rating and yeah. you're going to hold it back like that, <laughs> do what the mask did. Like, I, and, and that makes sense. Go PG thirteen. Yeah, especially Maybe. the yeah. movie because uh, like exactly. they tried. They they were like, oh, let's talk about her like like giving this dude on the plane or on the um on the truck a blowjob. You know, it's like <laughs> it wasn't really needed <laughs> in like the yeah. final cut. Or just fucking go for it. Have mm-hmm. her just chomp off his dick and spit it out on the yep. floor. Show one the dick. The <laughs> yeah, I agree. It should have gone one way or the other. You either lean into your R rating and really shock things out, you know, shock people with it and stuff, or which I would have preferred. Yeah, that'd be a lot for the nineties. Like today, definitely one hundred percent. But uh, I, I prefer the R. Depends on like the budget, but yeah, for a budget like this, nah. Well, they wasted five thousand dollars making a kangaroo dick. Yeah, because I was going to bring that yeah, up. That wasn't, yeah, <laughs> it was a fuck scene. That and it's not even in the movie. Not I want to see movie. that kangaroo dick. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you're not going to go R with it, then I agree. You need to go the other direction into like, because I, I prefer the R. I agree with you there. Yeah. I, I would rather have seen them lean into the source material more. If but if it was too, made in the early 2000s, they would have done that. Probably. Yeah. But if you're too scared to do that, Go go with the mask did because the mask took an R-rated property and made it PG-13. And look, it's great. That was my I, favorite yeah. movie when I was a kid. I, I yeah, the yeah, mask. there you go. It's great. I'm not mad at it. It it's could, be, it could have been like the mask for girls. Not not saying that the mask something like that. The mask something. is pretty uh gender neutral, but <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I see what but you're no, saying. I, I, I understand what you're saying. Like, like so, something for girls to look up to. Like, well, it's it's basically like well, how I think a lot of, and maybe I'm wrong in this, but from what I can tell, a lot of females uh, kind of see Harley Quinn as. Yeah, exactly. Like that, yeah. That's what it could have been for younger girls in the '90s, and if they would have went PG-13 with it, you could have definitely 
it would have it would have gotten shown it would have definitely gotten more ticket sales period yeah whether or not it's still been successful i don't know they, but they would have to change a few things with it and i think i think it might have actually held up better and it, it might be a bigger property now if they would have went the pg-13 route but yeah then again, absolutely the mask didn't become a bigger property. So who knows? I mean, they tried sequels of the mask and they were terrible. So you're right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like, uh, and Tenkar's not even really, I mean, they say fucked a few times, but that that's really, I, yeah, I was surprised that it got an but... R rating. I guess I didn't notice that while I was watching it, but I, it definitely felt PG 13 to me. Yeah, yeah it, it like, did. Mm-hmm. They did show what they showed nude, a uh, drawn. They did show Iggy Pop as like a pedophile. <laughs> yeah, oh, and they yeah. guys asked, but I think you could do that on PG thirteen in the beginning where he had to drop his pants. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, but but you're right. They just all they had to do was cut out some f words and maybe one or two sex jokes, and it would have been PG thirteen. Because there yeah. was nothing ultra violent with it that I can recall. I don't think anybody like got, well, what's his name? Got his arm blown off. But I mean, you could have toned that down pretty easy to where it would have fit a PG-13 rating. It, right. Yeah. I mean, in Waterworld, uh, Dennis Hopper has his eye fall out or get blown off. Was it a PG-13 movie, Waterworld? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, oh. then, yeah, you could you could have got you could have got it. And, and then the he shows it. He, like he shows he like it's pretty much he just takes his little thing off and he shows it right in front of the camera and there's his eye hole. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That so, makes me almost want to see Waterworld. <laughs> You've never seen Waterworld? No. <laughs> wow. I haven't either. No. Really? Is that Kevin Costner? It's movie, kind right? of the opposite yeah. of um, Tank Girl. Not, my dad, it, yeah. My dad yeah, it, loves that movie. He loves it. He watches it all the time when he can. I have, have seen, never seen it? parts of it in passing. I have never watched that movie. Yeah, it, me too. It's, my my it's mom used to like good. Waterworld, and she would it would be on when yeah, I was I young, loved it. I, I like loved it when I was thing. a kid. Yeah, yeah. It, it's very it's very reverse Mad Max. Yeah. <laughs> slash Tankro. Uh, yeah, it, it's I mean it's a stupid premise. The the icebergs melt because of global warming and then it's just like the entire planet floods and then it's mad max uh <laughs> oh, there you go um uh anyway uh back to take let's talk about everybody's favorite actor ice t <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. he, he, he appeared in a number of movies in the 90s and it's like ah there's ice t yeah <laughs> Like uh, my one of my favorites is Leprechaun in the Hood. Wait, wait, wait! Oh, hold yeah. Am I am I wrong about this? Didn't he say something about being a cop? He did. Yes. I was just thinking, and I was like, which is oh, like is this his the thing. Law and Order thing. Like <laughs> this is this like, is a sequel to Law and Order. Who, who did you? Because they're all like reincarnated. Well, this, this is before Law and Order. Oh shit! No, no, no! But so this are is you saying that Law and Order? Well, he's an SVU. So, so what I'm saying is SVU happens. And then the world comes to an end. Yeah. He gets experimented on and turns into yep. a kangaroo uh-huh. man. That's and what now, I thought. Now this is what we have. Ice T. Yeah, he was yeah. a cop <laughs> treating, you know, sex victims. Yeah. Well, I, I <laughs> said. <in the> water. <laughs> in the water. And now he's a cop. I, <laughs> I, I see that, but I raise you, Seth. Uh, before Tank Girl, mm-hmm. a movie came out before that. Ice T's first movie. Um, 
it, it's oh, I forgot what it's called, but he plays a cop in that one, and he has dreadlocks. Mm. Oh, <laughs> wait, is that yeah. um, New Jack City? Yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. he's 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 a cop in that one, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and he has the dreadlocks, so he looks the sequel exactly to the same. New Jack City, okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, they, they asked him why he played the kangaroo, which I have a clip for that right here. So much of acting is like not getting intimidated, Absolutely. right? That's like that's 99% of it. Oh my god, if you had to work with a big actor, you know, you'd be shitting bricks because you think if you messed up, they were just gonna crucify you, right? So I got past that movie, and the movie made a lot of money. And then you get the movie Ricochet with uh Denzel Washington, right? Yeah, and that was weird because I met Joel Silver, and Joel and Silver, he's a big producer, the biggest, the biggest. Matrix, you know, a right. predator. And I walked into his office and I said to him, okay, I'm, oh, let, Howard, first movie, I made $26,000 for New Jack City. For New Jack City, right. And the movie made $87 million. I got And when it makes $87 million, you probably think, hey, I should get my quote on No, I got, I got scale. And that's called paying dues. Right. So I went into Joel Silver's office like, yo, I know I'm about to get paid now, motherfucker. I'm about to get paid. Joel Silver. You, right. know what the, you know what Joel Silver told me? What? He what? said, Ice-T, you've done one movie. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. No one's looking for you. And so I got, I got, I got like 46000 for less work, but I'm moving up. Yeah. And uh, I didn't get any money. My first real check was Tank Girl with Lori Petty. Playing a fucking kangaroo. <laughs> Is that right? What'd yeah. you get for that? A million dollars. No kidding. Yeah. I'll play a goddamn kangaroo for half a million. You damn skippy. I was I was doing a movie with Keanu Reeves called Johnny Mnemonic, and they called me and they said, would you play a stripper in Arizona? And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll play a stripper. Sure. I did like a thousand sit-ups that night. I'm like, I'm ready for this. Then the next day they <laughs> sent me a picture of a kangaroo. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then they go, it's called Tank Girl. I'm like, that shit's so generic. I'm like, I'm, am I not with fucking Keanu Reeves up in, what the fuck? Are we going backwards? Do I owe money? What's happening? And then they go, they're going to pay you this much. And I start like hopping around the room you like a fucking right. kangaroo. <laughs> a million dollars. Are you kidding? I'm like, you kidding me? Yeah. 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 So oh that was my, my first God. check. Oh my God, that's unbelievable. I like money. <laughs> million dollars that's 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 pretty crazy no wonder why he didn't complain (laughs) i I, I saw that fact on imdb but they quoted him saying eight hundred thousand. so same oh really Uh i mean maybe minus tax yeah Yeah, true it's about the same difference that's a take home yeah uh but have either of you seen leprechaun in the hood yeah i've seen it i just like I've watched it like definitely a lot of times, but not sober. <laughs> and I always just remember when he goes on stage, he's like, and I'm like, oh, the left girl starts rapping. Well, in the very beginning, like, I love it. I see he has like a really horribly fake afro, and he pulls a baseball bat out of it. And I just like that. That's the best. I wonder how much he got for that movie. Talk about going backwards. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's perfect. So yeah, he he was uh, New Jack City. 
he later on was in Law and Order, and then yeah, Tank Girl is like, oh, yeah, I used to be a is, cop. Of course, you still, fucking were. Still, <laughs> still SVU. Like that has not stopped for him. He's still there. Yeah, yeah. still cranking it. Why fucking yeah. not? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not mad at him. Uh, <laughs> they kill this guy. And, and then, of course. I, I have wants to rape Ice T, so you mean he's gonna be there for a long time? <laughs> and and I'm, I'm obliged to say that when he's not doing that, he's in a band, a metal band called Body Count. A lot of people aren't aware of this, but there's this band called Body Count where Ice T is a singer of. And with since like '93 is when Body Count started, and in '93 he came out with a song called Cop Killer, yep. in which the verse goes. I'm a cop killer. <laughs> yeah. And so and and but yeah, of course. You, but then you can't, he typecast it as a cop, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. He, and he can't escape it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. I think he also has a. I think he also has a song called "Fuck the Police" too. I mean, um, cop, cop killer has fucked the police. Uh, maybe that's not it. They just says he says fuck the police and yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, no, they they chant it throughout. Yeah, yes, right. Yep. But yeah. So uh, anyway, let's let's talk about parts of the movie that we did enjoy. Uh, we we talked about the the aesthetics, like the the clothes, the. Uh, the colors I thought were really cool. I I definitely liked Malcolm McDowell's um uh, character, like everything he did. Like he made the guy like walk on barefoot on glass, and he was <laughs> like, "You're stupid for that." <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part, which I always remember, like this is the only scene I can like I think of when I think of Tank Girl, um, is where he has like the squirt gun and he's just yeah. Like, He's just like wasting water. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Like that that's how we know he's truly evil. Oh no. (laughs) Like where does he even have a squirt gun for? Like clearly they're not making those anymore. Yeah, straight up just to waste water. (laughs) I I did like the contraption that sucks the water out of people. Yeah, he he, like takes it and he just like drinks it. Which that, that's shitty. It, it like completely dehydrated the guy of all of his body with water. Not a lot of water. And it's just yeah, it was just it's a like tiny a little bit. Just enough for a cup. We're all just it's like water walking around. <laughs> so like, I guess does that mean pretty much they're hinting that that the water that they distribute to people are made from dead bodies? I think so. I think that's what they're getting so at. So the real question is, do we provide more water? Or do we provide more energy for robots in the Matrix? <laughs> oh, what what do they oh, get? Definitely more energy for robots. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who knows? Maybe I don't know. There's a lot of us in there operating them robots, <laughs> right? How yeah. How much? I, I think I think that the Matrix world hey, is hey, way more successful right. for the robots. Than We're than like sixty percent water, apparently. So I think uh, they should have made a better contraption. Yeah, yeah. Think, that's think, what I'm saying. It was only a yeah. little bit. I think if he had better tools, he could extract more water. <laughs> maybe, maybe that was just quick, like a quick though. one, though. Maybe he really has quick. like multiple. This is the other thing, yeah. too. He's got to do it to where he doesn't kill the people, though. You got to just because the robots perfected it. You get the energy out, but you keep them sleeping, you keep them alive, <laughs> and you keep them going for their whole life cycle. 
You can do that. You can drain people for their whole life cycle. <laughs> well, <laughs> you just keep them alive. That's true. Yeah. There is there is a movie that uh, solved this problem, which we already talked about earlier. It's called Waterworld. <laughs> and uh, in Waterworld, he pisses into a cup and then puts it through this little contraption thing, and it turns it into water, and he drinks it right after he pisses it. So we just chain up people. You don't just need have them to... pee, just pee into yeah, like, like, like yeah. really technically you don't even need to like like filter it, right? Yeah. You can just drink it as is, like fucking bear grills. But, but you, it was you actually kind of cool. Because you can you can charge extra for having people feel like just like how we pay for bottled water. Yeah, right. Don't necessarily need to, comes out the faucet. But <laughs> hey, Filter this piss water so it doesn't get yellow. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, it's, it's, all it's all marketing. Then you have everybody buying filtration systems. And again, and- Waterworld is a PG thirteen. <laughs> <And then they laughs> yeah, and that's the opening are. shot too. <laughs> <laughs> and tank girls are. It doesn't make no sense. Uh, yeah, I'm glad that passed the rating board. Uh, Seth, what, what did you enjoy about the movie? I mean. I, I would say Malcolm McDowell and Ice T's performance are definitely the biggest standouts. I enjoyed For both sure. of them. I really liked Ice T not trusting Tank Girl at all. Like they were all too like, yeah. And he was like, no. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> He just had, he just had a time. shitty attitude. Dude. <laughs> no, I don't think it was shitty. It was suspect because it, it just was realistic. No, he, he did have because when, when they prayed, which I like the scene where they're like, Oh, right, that, let's was pray. A, that was a good scene. And then, and then uh, the two girls are like, Okay. And they look over, like, where, where is everybody? And they're just dancing. Yeah. And that, that was cool. However, you see Ice-T's character, he's just like in the back, not dancing. He's like, <laughs> He didn't have the that whole concept. that main kangaroo dude gave me like bad hotep vibes the whole time. Oh, really? <laughs> I think that's the difference right there. Tank Girl is how white people do church, and the kangaroos, <laughs> yeah. are church, right? Well, which, that's what that is. <laughs> it, it's funny you, you mentioned that, and it, it hurts me to like it, because that, that actually kind of goes along with the whole thing a lot of things that people said were bad about the movie is all the black actors were the kangaroos there's no uh, black people in this entire movie except for the kangaroos <laughs> yeah. and so you say that and it's like damn it <laughs> yeah, does seal the nail in the coffin that they turn all the black people into kangaroos yeah they did like that's that's how that's like notoriously what sci-fi and fantasy well, movies do yeah. It's finally white people changing. Do. White people take over, turn yeah. the black people into you know whatever like, terrible shit all through history. And I mean, it's just. It's but then at, at the end, like the kangaroos kick at everybody's ass, and and then all all the white people. Lose. I guess when everything gets yeah. to normal, the all in the NFL will be filled with kangaroos. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which brings me to another movie. I'm I'm not going to spoil anything, so I'm not going to say anything about it. But have either of y'all seen the movie? Sorry to bother you. No, no, I haven't seen it. Okay, well, it's on Netflix. You should check that out. Uh, when you see the part that I, I'm I'm thinking in my head that doesn't remind me of, you'll be like, oh, now I see. Is that uh, Danny Glover? No. Uh, it's um man, I'm so I'm so bad with names. Uh, it's a, it's a a guy who's been in a lot of movies recently. Um, I thought he was a side character in that movie though. Like, oh yeah, yeah, no, actually, yeah, Don Danny Glover is in it. 
I, yeah. I was I was thinking for some reason I was thinking Donald Glover. Oh, the child is you know, he's not yeah, it. Danny Glover is yeah. in it for like one or two seconds. Okay, even I think he's in like everything now. But he's yeah, the main character, either. yeah, it's like it's oh Army Hammer, the cannibals in it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh yeah anyway uh jenna what else did you enjoy about tech girl um i think i liked what i, I liked all the bits honestly with the kangaroo yeah, I, yeah if you guys have seen this used to be my favorite movie when i was a kid too and i think that's why i like tank girl so much warriors of virtue where it's like the kangaroo um Oh uh, my god, I've seen time. this. Yes, fuck yeah. that movie way too many times as a kid. Yeah, I love oh, that movie oh, as a kid. Oh, it's been so long. I haven't seen that movie. <laughs> all, all the kangaroos, they fought with different elemental abilities. Like yeah, I think yeah. they had like unique weapons and it'd be like wind, fire, or some shit like that. Yeah, something like exactly that. And like one had a staff, the other had you know, Jesus it was like Christ. going on like the ninja turtles. Man, I haven't heard so. somebody talk about that movie in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> That was like one of my favorite movies. And so I like when I saw Tank Girl for the first time, I was like, oh shit, it's like the Warriors of Virtue, you know, <laughs> but like kind of like grown up. Like Warriors of Virtue, they went through like the post-apocalyptic world. <laughs> so I did I did really like that. Um uh I did, and like, you know, I liked that like they I think the kangaroos are the only ones, I mean, I guess a lot of a lot of people had personality in this movie, but it was like a dis- yeah. type of personality. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like the leader was kind of like beatnik kind of guy. Like, they were the most third dimensional, two dimensional characters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Um, and I definitely would say that Malcolm McDowell's a nice team performances. Like, yeah. yeah he, he's always great. Yeah, I think the tank uh, was cool. In fact, I heard that was a tank they used in a few other movies. And oh, then really? they bought it for this one. It came from, oh, did I read that it came from like Pakistan or something like that? It was from a different country and they had purchased the tank, which actually appeared in a number of different other movies before they mm. bought it for, I forgot how much they said it was. I remember they said it was fucking annoying because it kept getting stuck in the sand and shit. <laughs> but I, I, I thought the tank really? was a pretty cool thing yeah. to see her like ride around in and shit like that. That was, uh, I liked I liked the actual tank that they had there. So. Yeah, that, I, like, I, I liked the tank. I liked the jet that Jet Girl had. <laughs> that that looked a lot like um, in the, in the uh, comics as well because I always loved Jamie Hewlett's um, style when he drew, like anytime he draws like guns, tanks, cars, um, like it, there's always a distinct personality to them. Like when he draws them, like if you see gorillas, you know, like there's like video, there's like pictures of them holding guns, like in tank gorillas pictures. Like there's always like, like it's almost like the the gun or the weapon is like a character. Mm. You know what I mean? And so I always appreciated okay. that with Hewlett's art. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's where I have to complain about the movie. There's not much tank in this movie. Yeah, there's not a lot. Of- <laughs> when it shows up, it's pretty cool. But you're right, there's not much. Uh, yeah, but like in, in the books, she's always driving around. In that's the what I would assume. Yeah, oh, it's like yeah. it's like her art character named Tank Girl. 
Like, you know, most people like, oh, I live in my car. She lives in her tank. This movie should have just been called Girl. Yeah. <laughs> Girl. Yeah, it's true. They they uh, did give her it was a it was almost like her origin story of how she got the tank. Yeah. I, which, the, which yeah, I mean it definitely is because she sees it for the first time. She's like, whoa. That's but awesome. she also like doesn't know how to operate a tank. Like that was what kind of <laughs> fucking annoyed me. She like like rewatching it, you know, like yeah. So it would in, definitely like, be. Eh, what do I do with this thing? How do you? And she's just like pressing random things. And I'm like, bitch, you don't even know how to like ride a tank in your name, tank girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so yeah, well, like, it's... Again, in the comics, she has military training. Yeah, and so she probably rode a tank None a lot. None whatsoever. Yeah, in this movie, she's pretty much just like Ray from from Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because it starts out exactly the same. She's just like out in the desert and just collecting scrap and shit. Yeah. Um. So yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. Th- this could have been a completely different movie, and then they just they're like, "Well, how are we gonna get people to watch this movie?" And just slap some comic book name on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's I basically mean, what they I did. I think, like, like I, it, it did seem like kind of a push pull for you know what I mean, like, like what executives wanted, probably. Oh and yeah, what, like, as, other as, people wanted. Probably, definitely a, a big case of that bullshit, which because was, like they, they clearly like they had the comic book writers come on, which yeah. is not usually a thing they do. And you know, they were cool with an R rating, which is also fairly unique too. Yeah. Yeah, and well, yeah, that's why nobody saw it. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like um, because of that, like they did want they did want to make Tank Girl like based on the comics, but you know, I'm sure that some studio executive was like, "Well, but what if we did this instead? Oh, well, we got to make her the good guy. Oh, well, blah 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 blah," and then just like it just kind of like devolved from there. What um what came out first, Blade or Tank Girl? I think Tank. Oh. Mm, you know what? I don't want to say that off turn. I I'm pretty sure Tank. I just saw Blade, and Blade looks way more updated. Yeah, than Tank yeah. Girl. I think Blade did come out after. I was curious because this this yeah, might uh, also be uh, the, uh, Yeah, uh, yeah, ninety eight. So that, that was way after. Okay. So is this the first? What's the first comic book movie to get an R rating? Mm, that's a good question. Oh, I see what you're saying. Google will answer that. <laughs> yeah, because like because uh, if you look at a lot of comic book properties, there's I think it's the same thing the gaming industry had back in the 80s and 90s and stuff is that it was seen as kid shit. So if you're going yeah. to invest in it or you're going to do something with it, you got to make it accessible to kids. The mask accessible to even though completely the mask was not geared to kids at all. If you read the comics. Garrett the kids, Batman, Ninja Turtles, all these things were like pushed to kids. PG PG thirteen, get it down there. Um, so Tank Girl being R is an interesting choice. I want, and I was just thinking, was it the first comic book? Uh, I would think something in the eighties. Uh, Dark Man is yeah, Dark Man. Okay, cool. So Dark Man is the first one. Okay, but it's definitely got to be one of the earlier movies. Yeah, yeah. Especially because like. Dark man, that 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 was his. Uh... Oh, also, the crow came out. I think, like, not True. too. Like, I think it might have come out before. 
Did it? Ooh. Before Tenkro? No, I don't think so. Yeah, that that's part of the late nineties. Yeah, yeah. So it I'll give that. I, I guess ninety four. Okay. And when so wait, the crow came out ninety four? Yeah, and Tenkro came oh. out in ninety five. Okay. okay, so the crow came out first. Wow, so I yeah. didn't realize crow was that old. Mm. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I knew it was nineties. I just didn't yeah. know it was ninety four. See, it's it's it's. I guess there was yeah. like a. It was it was around a specific time. I guess. Yeah. Was the was the crow? I think it was right because I know a lot of sequels came out. The crow was financially successful for them, right? It, it was a bigger, big, pretty big success. The crow, I, I as far know. as financially speaking. Um, definitely, it has a follow. I mean, it was in, yeah, it was enough. Box to make office ninety four million. Sequels. Budget was twenty three million. Yes, yeah, that's pretty successful. Yeah, yeah, that's. that's pretty I mean, back then, like in those yeah. times, sequels always were just like quick cash grabs. Sequels never yeah. meant anything back then. Yeah, it, now if, <laughs> if you listen to uh, Seth and I's old podcast, maybe so bad they're good. We covered the Crow two. Yeah, uh, oh, that that was that was a fun disaster. Was that City of Angels, right? Yeah, yeah. And that, I, that's that's the least shittiest. I wanted to watch The Crow so badly when I was a kid, and I didn't realize, but I bought uh, or I rented Crow City of Angels. Me too. Like, I, I also, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Uh, and, and that, but that had Iggy Pop in it, and that's always fun when you got Iggy. Oh, it did have Iggy. <laughs> So did Tank Girl. There we go. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, I, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm saying it because I'm just curious if, if the studio heads had any thought like, damn, like I guess Dark Man, and then you had Crow. Maybe we'll throw some more R-rated comic properties out and see. What I bet it you is. anything is because of the Crow that yeah. they were like, all right, let's green light Tank Girl. See yeah. if that's yeah. like, because like it's like the Crow was like, you literally like a year later too, male, like, yeah. Like, anti-hero kind of feel yeah, to they're it. pretty similar so sure they were like, to each oh, other let's try that yeah yeah they and just they and then weren't you saying earlier the that they had the same wardrobe design? yeah yeah same costume design yeah so that's that's hmm. a good point and there might be something to that that they were just like hey crow did pretty good because that's the other thing too they said they grabbed the property pretty quick for tank girl for pretty cheap too i think like 25 grand they got the movie rights for wow. the Tank Girl. I want to say that it was one of the IMDb facts. Again, could be wrong, but that some a lot of those do tend to be accurate. I wonder how much Margot Robbie paid for it. That'd be a good question. Yeah, because the movie didn't do as great, but I don't know how well the comic series has been doing after that. You know, like I'm not aware of the following on that, but I want to say IMDb on the Tank Girl movie said that they the the studio. They got the the rights for it for pretty. It's like twenty. I thought it was like twenty five grand, which was really cheap. I thought, but I mean, I don't think the property was worth that much either as as the comic series. You know, I don't. Yeah, it was it, it that. I mean, again, like Tank Girl, like the comic was also just kind of a cult thing. Yeah. you know, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't very well known. Yeah. yeah, especially because it was like British too. And that's yeah. another thing that um, I that I'm cut, like I'm disappointed because like there's there's like that British humor right that's like a little yeah. like absurdist, um, uh-huh. not very deliberate and very like tongue in cheek, and it, that definitely was not in the movie at all. I know that um, Jamie Hewlett and Ella Martin were mainly upset with that, where yeah. they like oh, wanted really? these very specific like humorous bits. 
and they were like, oh, like we want to do like a Benny Hill scene. We want to like reference this and this. And yeah, they did say that. I yeah, remember. and they were like, no, we're not doing that. And so it's like, well, shit. <laughs> yeah, they they really Americanized it up. It was geared towards American audiences for sure. Also, kind of um, Batman was eighty nine, and then Batman Returns was ninety two. And while they weren't like Batman and Batman Returns wasn't um, R-rated. It definitely had like a more adult feel. Yeah, and a darker mm -hmm. tone to it for sure. But yeah, they, they did keep it within the PG-13 realm on that. So, yeah, and, but it's I still think, PG-13, you know? Yeah, that's the big difference too. Yeah. Because back then, and still technically now, but I think it was a little more stringent back, back then for sure. I mean, I remember having to sneak into Freddy vs. Jason. So uh, back then yeah. in the 90s, you stick an R rating on something. You're definitely probably not watching that. Now yeah. you have the internet and all that stuff. So the ratings are just more. Of a suggestion kinda, more than yeah, they used to be. Hell, even on Netflix, you can you watch whatever. Like, yeah, it's easy. So, I mean, um, but back then, that was a really a barrier. So even if your your movies dark, like technically, if you put Batman and Tank Girl next to each other, I mean Batman should have gotten more of the R rating than Tank Girl did if they just cut out some F words, you mm -hmm. know. But I mean, mm -hmm. the fact is that R rating is a barrier. So for the studio to be like, yeah, okay, we'll do this R rated, that it just shows the short sightedness of the studio that you're yeah. cutting. Like you should lean if you're going to allow it to be R rated, lean into it. Like lean into why people like the comic book to begin with, and you right. did yeah. Like you're talking to adults now, so yeah. you have to ask adults what they like about it. You know, but that's that's an argument I have on my podcast with a buddy of mine, Jerome. We've talked about this before about these R-rated movies and how much are they geared to kids or not? Because technically, you know, most R-rated movies I would say aren't right, but when you see something like Deadpool come out, clearly it's R. Clearly, there's is an atone for it for adults, but there is Deadpool backpacks and little whatever else things out there that you know Deadpool pops up on Spider Man cartoons. So, like, which is really funny with like the implication of <laughs> why he pops up in Spider Man cartoons. Yeah, so, <laughs> it, Christians would be very mad. <laughs> Well, see, this the interesting thing about it is like, are you gearing this R-rated property to children secretly? Is it like, are you like, oh, it's R, and we're keeping the fans happy with the tone, but we know your twelve-year-old's going to see it, so you know, and we're going to give this backpack for him so he can have that, too, you know, <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. which is is which is that weird thing about it to me, because you know. Either you're taking R-rated material and trying to market to children, or you're not. And like, uh -huh. I don't know. And you can stand on it wherever you want. I, I, it's, it's just interesting because it's when you, especially when you look at these movies from the nineties and stuff, and you're looking at like tank girl, like there's a lot of parts of it that feel like it could be for younger children, like teenagers for sure. Yeah. But you put the R rating and the barrier on it technically to stop them from getting a hold of it and and back then it definitely was harder for them to get a hold of it i even remember walmart's asking me for my id trying to buy r-rated movie yeah <laughs> so i mean that definitely you couldn't even work at a video store unless you were 18 because i wanted to work at a video store so fucking bad when i was oh, 18, really but i couldn't apply because i was 18 
by the time I was 18, video stores didn't exist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah that does happen. Like, so <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just very baffling their the choice and direction of this movie. You know? Yeah. Like, it, it, like you I it said earlier, it, it doesn't have an audience. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Exactly. Because it's not for kids. It's not really for the fans of the comic since yeah. they didn't take any of the source material, it sounds like. Yeah. And then, like, if you don't know anything about it, it's like, what the fuck is this? I'm wondering, because I know that, like, Tank Girl, ha- like, definitely picked up after Gorillas became popular because they both have, like, similar vibes, right? Like, right. Tank Girl and Gorillas, like, it's not like they're completely different properties. Like, you can tell the similarities. I'm wondering if, like, Margot Robbie would lean into that a little bit. You know, and right. like have some gorillas references or like maybe gorillas have just, like the gorillas show up. <laughs> right. Yeah. A couple of years ago, gorillas did a music video that looked very much like Tank Girl. It was like in the desert. I think there was a tank. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. I don't recall. Like Jamie Hewlett, like um, as much as I love him, he's. I can tell he's like kind of fucking lazy. <laughs> so like he learned how to like draw these things and he likes drawing those things. So he'll only draw that stuff. So it's uh, like, well, I mean, that, that's kind of the same with, with many cartoonists. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm giving him a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of, of movies that comic book movies that bombed the box office, especially in the nineties, there were a lot of them like uh remember judge dread. Um, oh yeah was that that was our wasn't it oh i'm not sure i think it is it is i want to say i'm pretty sure all the judge dreads were our well i think they only did two movies yeah yeah there's only two. Uh, the second one with carl urban was definitely the best like that shit was yeah and that that one didn't do too well either oh yeah no i'm sorry i'm thinking of punisher well i think um, well then there you go there's another one yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> no, no, the Punisher came out as oh, you're talking about Dolph Lundgren in the 80s. I'm, I'm talking about there was like uh three Not Punishers, three. right? There was like Punisher, yeah. per, Punisher Warzone, and then there was then like an another one. Punisher in between that. Yeah, so there's the Punisher from the 80s with Dolph Lundgren. There's that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you can watch it for free on YouTube. And he didn't well. have the skull, right? He did not. I don't know if he. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he didn't have the skull, and they drew his beard on his face. It's literally drawn on. <laughs> <laughs> Punisher Warzone was the best one though. That that shit was hilarious. Uh, Punisher Warzone really fantastic. I love <laughs> Punisher Warzone. I'm debatable because Thomas Jane's Punisher was also pretty damn good to me. So it's that was like Warzone. the John Travolta one, right? Yeah, yes. I like the John Travolta. Warzone is more fun. Yeah, Warzone yeah. is more fun. That's the one where like it starts with like him just like destroying everyone at that dinner party right he punches somebody in the face and their face explodes <laughs> he jumps over a building and he uses a rocket launcher to shoot one rocket at one human person to just explode them into pieces <laughs> and i heard the director of warzone talk on um how did this get made that podcast um and she was saying she Got introduced the material that gave her some Max uh, Punisher books. And one of the first issues she read, Punisher took some dude's balls and put it in a blender and jammed them up, like fucked them up. She was like, oh, that's what this, this is just ultra violence nonsense. Yeah. And in some aspect, she's right. A good (laughs) bit of the comics is ultra violent nonsense, over the top Punisher punishing people. 
there are other elements to the Punisher, though, uh, at least in the comics. But she did take that and run with it with Warzone. And it's a lot of fun if you just just sit back and just like enjoy like the, just the craziness that she puts on the screen. Um, I did enjoy Warzone. Um, but yeah, those three Punisher movies, the two came out in the 2000s, I think. The first yeah. one, you're right. It was, I think it was R rating for Punisher uh, with Dolph Lundgren, and that was in the 80s. So, I mean, uh, clearly there was some attempts, but like, that was a flop. Dolph Lundgren and Punisher did not do great. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that they just—it's it's funny that they they just kept on trying. What other? <laughs> not, not, not Punisher, but like I'm—I mean, like also yeah. like Hollywood here's another kept thing. Trying. Yeah. Like you could have <laughs> totally, rappers. you could have totally gotten away with like not letting people know that Tank Girl was a comic. Like yeah. they chose to definitely ham hammer it in that it's a comic, right? Yeah, and like yeah. you could have totally gone away with just being like, I don't know, this is just a weird punk rock movie, Punisher. <laughs> and then like people found out later. <laughs> Punisher is that Punisher is a movie where if you didn't know it's a comic, you could probably walk away not knowing it's a comic. But they At didn't least like. The I, actually, I don't know. I don't. I don't remember. I just remember Punisher Warzone. But did they have like? comic-y like pages no. in it or anything yeah not, not that it's like tank girl from... they made sure you knew yeah. it was a comic see thomas jane's one he barely even he doesn't even really put the skull on to the very very end so and like it's kind of a thing like his son gave him a shirt with that on it and at some point and like the thomas jane one's really crazy because not only does his wife and kids die but his whole fucking family like grandma grandpa like everybody fucking dies in that one which is pretty wild but like it, it plays more like a, almost like a serious more serious drama you don't really get the comic bookiness out of it um warzone i i can see where you would make the connection that's a comic the way it's kind of done um but the other one no um and also to the mask I'll say the mask. I don't know if I would. I didn't know that I was, didn't a, know it was comic. a comic. I didn't yeah. know it was a comic for years. Uh, well, that that one did great. Yeah, I just one, read like a that, cracked that article a while, yeah. like, and then oh, they were really? like, "Did you know that it was a comic?" And it was like a brutal comic, and I was like, "Oh yeah. shit, I gotta read this." So that <laughs> yeah. that's one that we did not know was a comic, and that one did really well. Tanker yeah. bombed. Judge Dredd. Yeah. I guess I, I didn't. I, I didn't. I know will it was say, comic. like, Tank Girl bombed, like. Four reasons, though, like yeah. it wasn't true. You can't compare it. Sylvester Stallone's yeah. Judge Dredd, though, that bombed for some similar reasons too. I think I, they really did. Like, I mean, the first thing oh, I cannot Stallone watch does, that Judge Dredd. It, like, <laughs> he takes his helmet off the first time he can, and like, you know, fucking is is you got to see his yeah, face because it's so but yeah, Sylvester Stallone. So yeah, like, <laughs> you yeah. got you got to show his when face. Was, when was the Street Fighter movie? Was that in the nineties? Well, that's based off a video game, but yeah, it's in the similar. 90s. Yeah, ninety-four. Well, I guess you could say it's and it had Van Damme in it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I could see where studios kind of blend the two, where it's like, oh, it's just a property that people like, you know, comic yeah. video game, and they kind yeah. of uh, Mario Brothers. I think uh, Mario. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, you know what? For that matter, was um, what was Howard the Duck rated? I don't know, because there was duck titties in that. Probably <laughs> say that, that that should have been R, but I think it actually was PG. Wow, that was eighty six too. Yeah, that's early on. PG 
PG. PG. Well, yeah, 80s were very, very uh, loose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He straight up fucks a girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> more more so in, in Tank Girl, where she fucks a kangaroo. Like, it, that's just implied. If Tank Girl. Yeah, that's just it. like, oh, we're like laying down already. I'm like, yeah. damn, we missed that. After, after they were dry me. humping each other. <laughs> if, if Tank Girl was done in the 80s, it would have been PG for sure. Yeah. Then in like 82, 84, Crazy. we got a PG rating. <laughs> yeah, that's how I would have walked away. So, I mean, look. Maybe I'm wondering I'm, if like the director's cut was more R. I mean, obviously it, had to be. it was, they, right? They had, they had a kangaroo penis made. $5,000 yeah. into it. It yeah. clearly would have gone into R. Yeah. So, yeah, it definitely had to be more R. And it got cut back. Because, and look, t- for, I'll say this. Maybe it would have been. For the studio's credit. For the studio's credit. What oh, they yeah, pointed out was bestiality. And mm. I get it. Like, that's maybe not the worst call the studios made. So, like, how about we not have an animal creature fuck a human on camera? Like, let's not let's not do we'll something. We'll still apply it. Don't worry. We will we'll, apply yeah, it. We will yeah, apply we'll, it. We'll well, no, it's no. Fine. Fuck that. Beauty and the Beast, motherfucker. <laughs> True. So, uh, okay. So, that, that's something I wanted to make fun of about this movie is the bestiality. So, so they, they used to be people like I see was a cop and everything, but the, the one that she fucks, the one that she fucks was a dog first. Right. <laughs> he was so good, they upgraded him to human. So, so it's like a double bestiality. It's double bestiality. <laughs> well, is it also like, are we also like, so it was a dog first, right? Then, yeah. what it was age, never human. <laughs> what age level is that thing's mentality? Is she also oh, wow. a pedophile? Like, well, there was also a child. Too. He, he did seem pretty man. slow. Like what? He had to be at least eight, right? Yeah. So, like, <laughs> getting an eight-year-old to like come in your bed—it's it, also a kangaroo. Oh, well, there's man. a lot of questionable things about that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, unless you have anything else to say, we could go on to the next segment. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah. So the the prompt, and uh, you know, as regular as any other episode, uh, you know, pitch a prequel or a sequel to this, or do uh, what other? So, since we're actually already on the topic, what other comic book? Yeah, I have one. Yeah. Okay, should be should have had a campy '90s, colorful, dumb uh, movie. Uh, yeah. Or also, I gave Seth a prompt for you uh for a video game like if tank girl could be a video game mm. okay mm. okay well i got something for the comic one and i got something for a sequel um okay cool yeah, yeah, yeah. uh let's have jenna go first since she, sure she said. so um i was uh it's kind of topical but sandman um okay. i think that would have been a real since like like Sandman, that was like the height, right? Like the '90s is like the height. '80s, '90s is like the height of like when Sandman was popular, um, and it should have been done um, by the director would be Alex Proyas. He did Dark City and The Crow. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Love Dark so, City. like maybe mid to late '90s would okay. be good. 
it was really hard for me to think of who would be dream in it. Like I'm trying to look not at the Sandman now because I don't really like the look of the show as much, but um, uh, <clears throat> like, so I would, I would go by the look of like the comics, which is kind of like, you know, like, I don't know. He kind of looks like uh, um, the cure. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was, I was thinking, um, David Bowie would be would be a good um, dream, oh, really? or even better would be like someone like Keanu Reeves, like kind of just oh, like yeah, the stoic time. guy. Yeah, but you would really have to like kind of goth Let's Keanu see. Reeves I, out at a little that bit. Time. I want a goth Keanu Reeves. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this is pre Matrix, uh, around the time of Speed, I guess. Yeah. So. <laughs> So basically yeah. how he looks right now, but de-aged, right? Yeah. And white, like, you know, there's and, like but like like Sam had like like a big uh, hair, yeah. you know, yeah, like yeah, he yeah, had so like he Robert was, Smith yeah. hair. Yeah. At, which I would love to keep. Mm. Um, but gotcha. I can't think of I I couldn't like uh I was brainstorming with my friend and we couldn't really think of anyone. That's why I thought of Bowie, you know, because first of all, Bowie's British and Sandman's British, so you you have that, and then like Bowie could rock the big goth hair. Mm-hmm. Um, the soundtrack is, would be fucking awesome too. Is it would definitely Sam have Man, on it. Is <laughs> British though, because he is a god from the dream world. That like, does he have a nationality? It takes I mean, place no, but like, but you could really go outside wherever to make Sandman. Like yeah, but kid. like, come on, he's British. <laughs> come on, <laughs> he right. talks like this. You know he does. And, and, you know, you and know Sandman too, but now that nineties is a. But David I mean, you could. I mean, that's why you could cast Keanu. I don't want Keanu yeah, doing a British accent from, from Dra- <laughs> he did in Dracula. <laughs> yeah, and, and never again. <laughs> never, never again. Fuck, I mean, honestly, Gary Oldman could probably play a good Sandman, too, though. Oh, uh, yeah. He, yeah. Well, you could put Gary Oldman in anything. Just, like, do that. And he'll be yeah. Like, Let me and it. I was thinking of Johnny Depp, <laughs> but then if you got Johnny Depp, especially in the 90s, then Tim Burton would make Sandman, which wouldn't be <laughs> terrible, but I don't want that. <laughs> and, and then, and then you, you'd have, like, the classic soundtrack that the Danny Elfman Speaking of the soundtrack, didn't they say uh, Courtney Love was involved with the soundtrack for Tank Girl? I, never, I, I haven't heard anything about that. They said that she, Kurt Cobain killed herself around the time of that, so she, she stepped out of being part of the movie or something, but then oh, she came back in later and helped with something with the, the music for the oh, movie. Really? I feel like I did hear that too a long time ago, but I didn't see that when I was researching it. I saw it. Again, it was one of the IMDb facts that popped up. Okay. Um, I, I heard that uh, three of the t- of the Spice Girls uh, tried yeah, to- like met. <laughs> They tried to be Tank Girl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think I heard that too. I think I heard that too. <laughs> Scary Spice could definitely rock Tank Girl. Oh, really? Uh, Seth, what what was your uh, your prompt? Oh, okay. Um, all right. For our pitch. So, so okay. See, so, uh, so the first thing that comes to mind, I had, I had, I had all three. Uh, that was a good one. I don't think I might have lost it, but the pitch was we go into the future where. The water starts coming back, 
we start getting things back to normal in, in the future. And um, we have ice teas kangaroo is now a detective and we have a noir style movie oh. of <laughs> nice. kangaroo oh, yeah. and being back as a cop yes like investigate <laughs> like crime and shit like it's that. just around all humans yeah. but he's a kangaroo <laughs> Wait, yeah i'm confused because they did say in that interview that he was a stripper yeah, then he gave him the kangaroo picture. Yeah, yeah. like what? Was my my thoughts. My thought. Well, they're called rippers, so oh, maybe yeah. he misunderstood with this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, ripper and he heard stripper. That makes sense. I can see that happening. That does make sense. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, the video game I had is I'd like to see a fighting game with this. Right. Um, Tank girl, oh, yeah, that girl, God, that would be yeah. great. Yeah, like the the main bad guy, uh, Agent Small, uh, Sergeant Small Unit. Yeah, like, with his uh hand and the yep. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. That would be a pretty cool fighting game. She can call in the tank and it shoots rockets. Yeah, yeah, like like uh like some like Marvel versus Cap Capcom stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really yeah. Cool. That would be pretty cool with it as a video game. What was say the prompt again? Because it was something else I had. And it was the the nineties. Like, what comic book would have oh, made comic it good? Book. Yes, that's what 90, it was. Campy, very campy, colorful. What I think I'd like to see, and it, it might ruin the book, but this is an obscure book. I'm pretty. Okay. I would. I, I'm banking that y'all have not heard of this book, but oh. you might have. It's called Nancy in Hell. Nope. Okay. It, Look up, type in Nancy Goes to Hell or Nancy in Hell, the comic. Just look at the image of it, okay? It's a chick with a chainsaw, like short jean shorts, tank top, chainsaw, and she runs around with Lucifer just murdering demons and shit like that. Oh, nice. Yeah, it, yeah, this is definitely... It's like, that, it's like a heavy metal... Yes. Is it Nancy... Vibe. Wait, is it Nancy in Hell? Nancy Goes to Hell? I think it's Nancy, Nancy Goes to hell. hell. Yeah, or Nancy in Hell. Yeah. So I would say a buddy of mine turned me on to that comic and it's a pretty cool comic. She goes into hell. She was a cheerleader who got murdered and she's in hell and she's and it, it's been a while since I read it, but I, I remember there was some interesting ideas and concepts. They played with what hell is and she found Lucifer and uh, let me see. Not the red Sonia. Uh, that was probably a crossover. Yeah, that that's more of it right there with the chainsaw. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they look like they might have did a crossover for Red Sonia. But Nancy and Hell. Then there was there, there was one series <laughs> of the book. Of these, uh, there's a uh, lot. There's just so many different ones. They're all with yeah. the chainsaw. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like they're so, really trying hard to show like butt and and boob and true. chainsaw this all was, in one. <laughs> I don't remember when this came out, but this was like you know, I think early two thousands. So it doesn't fit in the nineties as far as being out at the time. Oh, but yeah. if you're asking me if I wanted this done in a nineties camp, yeah. like yeah. You know, like a whole Bruce Campbell type thing, but with her oh, right. with yeah. chainsaw killing demons and shit. Like no, that's that's dope. I like that. <laughs> that that would that, be that is fucking cool. Yeah. I I would like to see something like that. That's an obscure comic that um not a lot of people seem to have heard of when I say it. Um, and surprising because it's like an independent thing because there's Nancy in hell, and then there's Nancy in hell and on earth, where there's another part of the series where she escapes hell with Lucifer. Mm. Lucifer is actually this really like beautiful dude 
who's really just like kind of a crybaby bitch <laughs> who um, his dad rejected him. And he just really cries about it. And it's really everybody's ideas of hell and stuff like just that. Just up on it. Built hell into, I don't know what that is. Oh. <laughs> Fancy Nancy. Yeah, I don't know if listeners <laughs> get that, but yeah, he just found Fancy Nancy. And I don't even know what that is. is Every day is Earth Day. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, it, it's a pretty interesting, it's a pretty interesting little series. I, I like okay. the, the first two trades that of it. That sounds cool. And, um, that would be a cool 90s campy kind of. That, that kind of reminds me of... Um... Shit, what's it called? Uh, I'm so, I'm so fucking terrible with names. There's a there's a comic, uh, Lady Evil, I think, or mm-hmm. Lady something. Uh, where where this uh, daughter of Lucifer, she like goes to hell and she actually wants to kill Satan. Lady Devil. No. Oh no, that's a an name. And, and she she just like goes through hell, just like destroying, killing demons and stuff. That that just gave me those vibes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made like a animated movie, which I might I might cover on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool. Yeah, that, that sounds fun. All right, that's um, got three there. There you go. I would nice. I I would like to see Lobo, or like a nineties Lobo. Oh, that yeah. would be tight. Why uh, haven't they made a Lobo movie yet? Right? Have you have you heard my recent podcast about Superman versus Lobo? No, I haven't. Did that that did that just come out? There's a there's a book so. DC does a series of books now called the black label and they're kind of oh, like okay. adult, more adultish comic stories where they'll put, they'll print the F word in them and stuff like that. Right. Oh, nice Stuff like that. Um, Lobo, the, the story is Lobo. Well, the first book they, it evolves from here. I'm not going to get all into it right now, but just this first book, Lobo basically hijacks a bunch of sex robots from a different planet. And downloads that Facebook sounds- into them. No, I did hear about that. Yes, yeah, that's- that that's that was that the same episode that you talked about prey. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, for the I guess for the audience or anything, like, continue. Oh yeah, no. So he he did this <laughs> this book, which would be funny to see in like a two thousand version of, it, but like it just you made me think of it with Lobo is the the book about like where he got a bunch of sex robots downloaded facebook into them basically like social media and they were just these crazy people that were running around trying to take down superman as like he saved me but left me on top of this building there was no way for me to get out (laughs) superman's terrible oh my god nobody has ever like said anything about that he always does that and nobody (laughs) has ever complained (laughs) So they all complain, and then Lobo has his own like Alex Jones web show. <laughs> online where he's like going after Superman, being oh, like be you know great. not a hero and all this kind of shit. It's crazy seeing a '90s camp Lobo. I think you're right. Like that would mm-hmm. be that that would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm not like sure. The Rock, the Rock was supposed to be Lobo. There was some talks about him oh, doing. Man, Lobo I'm glad he wasn't. That, that years ago. Expect. Yeah, that's, yeah, not, yeah that's, that's not the vibe. That would have just been The Rock, like like all of his other movies. I know that there's it's like just... that picture of like uh, someone photoshopped Momoa as Lobo. Yeah, yeah. like pretty good. I, 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 I've seen a few of my friends on Facebook post that. Yeah, if you ever saw him in like I, I forgot what it's called. It was it was a I think it was a Netflix show, and he plays like 
it, it takes place on a in like this um, reservation, Indian reservation in um, Canada, and he kind of plays like a bad guy in it, and that's like his best performance. It's not really that good of a show, but his performance in that is good, and he is fucking scary in that. So yeah. it's like Momoa's got more range than you think. They just always really? make him like a face rather than like the yeah, heel. like. <laughs> Yeah, Jason Momoa doesn't definitely has like the body for it. He has a look for it. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know about character, but uh, Ron Perlman would be good. Oh yeah, especially yeah, nineties Ron Perlman. Hellboy. Before, yeah, like yeah, before Hellboy. Yeah, even. before Hellboy. Yeah, before Hellboy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, uh, so yeah. That and I actually I didn't even think about Hellboy when I said Rob Roman. That's the funny thing. Really? <laughs> <laughs> like I totally forgot about Hellboy. I, I was thinking more of like Sons of Anarchy kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Also, so I also had another idea. Like it should Tank Girl should be a uh, just a it sh- it should be an animated series on HBO or something yeah. like. Definitely R rated. Yeah, liquid, liquid television, MTV kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like Aeon Flux. You know what it would probably be though? It would probably go the route of the Harley Quinn uh, show on HBO, which actually it would now, but like nineties. That's true. Yeah, I I liked the first couple episodes of Harley Quinn, but I I really got tired of it after a few episodes. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I thought I got then better. They have shows Swim. like Primal on um, Adult Swim. Like if Adult Swim picked up Tank Girl, um, that would be dope. And, yeah, and, it would be something different. I don't think they would do like a Harley Quinn thing. And then yeah. have like Gorillas do the intro song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then have Gorillas' actual like characters that show up every once in a while. Right? Yeah, yeah, like just or like one of the Gorillas is like. A, a main character like and just, it's only like a 15 minute show you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah why that's not? that's what like so that's, like adult that's swim. what like primal's like a, you know like 15 yeah. minutes you're yeah, good like so, something on adult swim that would be cool yeah uh yeah so anyway uh so that's that let's uh get into rating this uh seth why don't you go ahead start um Let's see. I guess I'll give it. Um, I think I'll give it seven courses sucked out for water. Um, nice. Out of ten, uh, I, I didn't hate it. And when you look at it from that lens of the '90s and stuff, and like what it felt like, they were trying to do something and they got their hands held back, and it sucks. But I still think what came out of it is still, it's still I think at least worth a watch. It's fun. Yeah, like I don't, I don't hate this movie, but I don't love it. I probably won't ever run back to watch it again, unless maybe it caught it somewhere and whatever. But it's 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 not something that's gonna like you know be something to come back to. But I I do I appreciate its existence. I'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad somebody took an obscure property like that and tried to do something with it, and I don't yeah. think it's the worst thing. So. That's probably the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, Jenna. Um, five out of ten kangaroo dicks. 
Um, <laughs> that we didn't see. Yeah, we didn't. <laughs> unseen, five out of ten unseen kangaroo dicks. <laughs> um, I just like again like rewatching it. Like I probably would have given it a seven out of ten, six out of ten um, back in the day, but like now rewatching it and everything, like uh, I just there's just too much in it that I'm just like. Ugh. Like it's it kinda, is a lot. As as the kids say, it's so cringe, man. Like, <laughs> there's just like some cringy aspects to it that like I'm just like, oh my god, I I don't really want to watch this, especially for someone who kind of has like tank girl aesthetics going on, you know. Um, like when like when when you walk around like kind of like punky goffy look, alternative look to you. People are like, the, oh, you the like Harley socks Quinn. over your arms. Yeah, yeah. Oh, back in the day, that was my thing. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, you look like Harley Quinn. You know what I mean? And I'm, and it's like, oh, dude, no. <laughs> so it's like that. So when I guess like I have more of a visceral reaction when I see like something like that. Um, so for me personally, five out of ten. But um, my boyfriend was watching it with me. And he was like, I don't know, it wasn't too bad. He really didn't like the scene with um with a uh, uh, sub girl in it. Like uh, him and I both were like, what is the fuck is going on with this? I, I like how <laughs> everybody's something girl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's all like a tank sub or jet. So yeah, it's... well they they did it because they were like, oh, it's like Supergirl, Batgirl, and then they were like, yeah, but let's, it's all different. Let's make a tank uh, girl. <laughs> military <laughs> branches. Yeah, it's it's Army, Air Force, or Navy. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> they they gotta make like yeah. <laughs> what what would like a Marines? Well, Marines, I guess the sub. It's still might be tank girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tank. Yeah, tank. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I just, there were just some aspects I didn't like. I guess, like, for the novelty, if you've never seen it, just because it's got some good, weird things going on to it, that's worth checking out. But, um, yeah, I, the, this is the last time I'll probably watch it. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah, same here. We seem to all be in the same camp. It's like, it, it, it's okay. It's not It's not bad. But, um uh, but I, I'm more opposite of you, Jenna. Like I said earlier, like the first time I saw it about ten years ago or so, I was like, "Eh." Like I, I appreciate the aesthetic and the uh, uh, and the, the it's like a silly Sin City kind of. Yeah. Uh, um. But yeah, and I appreciate it for that. But I, I still just like didn't really enjoy it. But but when I recently watched it, I enjoyed it more. So. But it's still not great or anything. Um, so I'll, I'll give it uh, seven quips by the uh, tank girl or seven cringy quips for Jenna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Clinton Trash Horror Movie Grand. Next week's going to be a, a different episode. Uh, I'm going to get what? All- a different one. Well, not a different movie, episode. but a different a different type of episode. Usually, I I do the uh, it, uh you know movie reviews. Uh, I decided I'm I'm going to take all the like my main people who who show up in like almost every episode, 
my my uh more reoccurring contributors like Bree, who's supposed to be here <laughs> who's not uh the other ian johnny sloan daniel and uh, we're, we're going to go through all the all the movies that we've done so far on this show and just say which which ones we liked the most and like kind of kind of go through the all the movies that have been covered on the show and Psalm kinda, zombies too better be on there yeah it, it will be yeah really, you should make them, <laughs> if they really love your podcast you should make them watch all those movies over again before <laughs> I, I did I did tell them like if this is a movie like I gave them a list of all the movies which is a lot the, uh, right now we're we're doing the 39th episode of this show damn uh, and that's under a year um but uh, yeah so I I told them like if there's a movie you haven't seen you you should probably watch it uh, <laughs> but yeah uh, like Jenna said um, Swamp Zombies too that that's that's a really fun one uh, that she was in. <laughs> and I, I I would say you were probably the best part of that movie too. Uh, oh, yeah. You're you're like a, a kung fu army zombie with uh, <laughs> a very generic name. Well, like her kung fu to face. What uh what what girl would I be? Did I like have a weapon? Not really. Oh what what like if you like, were in the like tank I could girl I could be in the tank girl universe that character yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I didn't have anything. I guess like you just you just had your 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 kicks and your punches. That's (laughs) (laughs) melee, melee girl. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh. Well, yeah, yeah. Definitely check out her movie Swamp Zombies too. And then uh, you you we're still waiting on your new movie to come out. Yeah. Yeah, Pact of Vengeance. It came out. It's doing um the uh uh film festival. Rounds oh, yeah. right now so how's that going uh the first actually the first premiere of it is tonight so oh, really? we'll see oh, nice. uh how people like it <laughs> um, i'm not there be a, in buffalo but it'll be a couple weeks before this episode comes out but um probably i mean only like like two weeks from now this episode will be out so it'll still probably be making us rounds yeah um i'm i'm assuming like It'll probably be on Prime and Tubi in, nice. I don't know, like maybe six months or something. That's usually how it goes, but hmm. not sure yet. All right, cool. Well, uh, yeah, well, we'll, we'll, I'll definitely check that out when it comes out. I've, I've seen a couple it's of fun. It's fun. It's a fun one. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, also, Seth, of course, who's next podcast? You, you're, uh, your podcast, you're going through some changes or you will be. I have, but they're they're kind of done now. So whatever, oh, okay. there, there, there. So it's a you video were... game podcast. A bit of both. So I actually split them up. One episode's video games. The other episode's movies and comics. Um, okay. And I have different different crew with me. I'm the, I'm the only one that's the same. So me and Kev talk the game stuff, mm-hmm. and then me and typically it's Jerome, Renee, and Patrick. Uh, four of us do the movies and comics, but sometimes one's down here or there. I moved, so I'm in. Mm-hmm. You know, got a new house, so got things set up. But it's pretty far. Eh, There's like almost an hour drive away for some of them to get over here now. Mm-hmm. We're, we're working that out though. We, we've been, we got some things worked out to where it shouldn't be too bad, and uh, gas is dropping, so that also helps. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, so. We cover some of the newer movies in theaters, um, and then whatever 
really it's it's loose i'm not like that interested in like super reviews of stuff we just kind of like you you hear us ian you have a conversation pretty much it's very i'm more for lax conversation on stuff and just kind of going with a small framework uh same thing on the games although we introduced losing lives again into gaming episodes so we did fatal fury which is an old anime and that shit is bonkers um, I think we're going to do Uncharted next. Losing uh, ah. Lives feed is still out there. So they're, they're movies based off video games. That's what that Did you do Fatal Frame video game? Um, I haven't done... Did you know if I played it or have I watched the uh, movie? Did, did that for the podcast? There's, there's a movie of a Fatal Frame? No, no, no. Just for the video game itself. Oh, so we just kind of play whatever and we'll talk about it. The losing lies function is more about that. Uh, but I do play horror games. I haven't played the fatal frames. I'm, I'm a big resident evil fan. Um, I like the resident evil stuff. Uh, silent Hill. Um, I did a playthrough recently of silent Hill too, which was really good. Um, always makes me cry. Yeah. Like um, could have been. yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently fatal frame is a movie. Okay, so okay, based off the game, or is it just a movie? Uh, I think it's based off the game, it's Japanese, so oh, yeah, maybe so. Then, maybe so. Actually, you know, I have my old PS3 that I think I did download some Fatal Frame games because it was something I was interested in because I kind of play the gambit, I don't do much on the Fortnite or sports games, I'm more fighting games. you know, your Final Fantasies, your horror games like Resident Evil stuff. Um, Fatal what, Frames right up your alley then. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's in my that's in my wheelhouse. So it's it's something. So yeah, if you yeah. if you want to listen to that, I go with Dark Souls, Bloodborne, that kind of shit. That's my nice. that's my jam. Yeah, uh yeah. So losing lives is pretty much it. You review movies yep. that are based on video games, um, which and also my Twitch stream, Sammy Savage eighty eight. So right if you want to catch cool. me there, I uh, I do stream. Sammy Savage eighty eight is the name, um. So you can catch me there as well. Yeah. the The funny thing is, losing lives is actually this show would not exist without losing lives in a way. Yeah. Uh, because his, uh, his daddy, I, <laughs> I so, his mom. I birthed this podcast. I carried it, and, <laughs> and we did movies so bad they're good. And um, then, because yeah, you, you started out with slight, losing lives. The slightly neglectful father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you started out with losing lives, which is like mm-hmm. a like we said, video games. A lot happened to be bad. A lot happened to be so bad they're good. That's the idea and, behind losing lives. Is most of the time we're losing lives watching these terrible. Yeah. How, how many lives have you lost watching this movie? <laughs> it's and, pretty and, good. I like that. But I will yeah. say this: I always try to make a statement. I don't like just straight up shitting on movies. It's fun, yeah, to joke, but I do try to put that statement out that we do. You got to respect the work, the time, the effort that people did trying to film exactly. that stuff, edit that stuff, act in those things. So I do, no matter how small or how big it's somebody's dream. And I don't want to just completely shit on it, but if you got some goofy stuff in it, you also got to be able to take the jokes, like the humor, like just the, you know, the stuff. I'm, I mean, I, li- yeah, I don't you, like to you're... publicly shit on movies, but I love doing that on my own. <laughs> <laughs> your your Mario uh, Brothers episode was was just hilarious. 
Yeah, the Mortal Kombat first, Annihilation. I mean, that that's pretty much what what like. I mean, we were just starting to do right after that. We started to do maybe so bad they're good, but like that, like kind of really like fueled me to mm. like do more stuff like that. Mm. So, and then of course now I've got this show. Yeah, uh, man. yeah, but uh, yeah, so yeah, check him out. Uh, yeah, so the reason why I asked about your changes, I think you, you mentioned something about you changing the name of who's next. We thought we were, um, we look like we're gonna keep it, but I have some new artwork that's gonna be the face of it. Um, oh, Jerome okay. is an artist, um, yeah. so he's pretty talented. In fact, the image, if you look up who's next podcast, uh, the website's who's next gaming. Uh, if you look that up, you can see some of the artwork with the wolf character on it. That's Jerome. He, he drew all. In fact, we did a comic book together years ago. I've got two issues of a comic. Um, so yeah, he's pretty talented. So he did a lot of the work for. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like it. He's doing a new image for it, and we're just kind of embracing more of the like, not just gaming, just kind of you know everything. So yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. I thought about changing the name, but it looks like we're probably just going to keep it. Because who's next? Actually, it's not a bad name that I grabbed. So yeah, it, it it's. I mean, it, it tells you exactly what it's about. It's like yeah, video game. Like I, I beat you. Now who's next? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks everybody for watching this. Definitely check out Seth. Who's next podcast? Check out Jenna. Uh, her, her movies. What? What? Again? What's What's the name of the new one coming out? Act, Act of Vengeance. Vengeance yeah. Yes. And then Swamp Zombies too, and uh, what, what's what's that other one? Um, Hell, there's Hellcat's Revenge two, Dead oh, Man's right. Hand, and one. then um, <laughs> yeah, I I forget about it too, <laughs> and um, uh, Challenge of the Five Gauntlets. Yes, that yes. All right, yeah. All right, well, uh, we'll move over to the Patreon, and uh, yeah. Thanks everybody for watching and yeah, check it out next week when we just go over all the, the same old episodes that we did already, but nice. uh, yeah, we'll talk about them. So take A it easy, clip everybody. Show. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs>